Welcome back to the show with no name. I am Kevin. In case you haven't heard, there is yet another big man on the market in the NBA. A relatively big name. A name you might have forgotten about because there's something about this team that big name players go to it and they just kind of fizzle out and they maintain productivity to a certain degree but they call it culture call it team basketball call it what you will but a lot of people forget that LaMarcus Aldridge even exists until today which actually by the time you hear it will be yesterday but that's okay LaMarcus and the Spurs have agreed to part ways. Now, I know what you're thinking, and I think you're wrong. So nothing so far has been mentioned about a buyout. So everybody who's, I've already seen the thumbnails, okay? There are channels right now that just make their money saying that every available player will either go to Brooklyn or to the Lakers. So I've already seen the thumbnails that have Aldridge rocking a 12 jersey in Brooklyn black. I would hold on a minute if I were you guys. Now, in a situation where a buyout does happen, of course, at that point, as you already know, the, the entire league is on the table at that point. And if the entire league is on the table and it's up to LaMarcus to decide, then conventional wisdom dictates that it's either going to be L.A. or Brooklyn. Now, maybe maybe there's a small chance it's a three-teamer. Maybe the Clippers are in there. Maybe it's two cities but three teams that he's deciding between. And, and... Anthony Davis becomes a an X factor there because if you're LaMarcus Aldridge, you play the same position as a top 10 NBA talent, and you know you're just keeping his seat warm and then eventually coming off the bench. Whereas in Brooklyn, he would probably, I would, I would say he'd have to be starting. If it's between him and Blake Griffin, he's got to be starting. I've, I've heard that Blake Griffin's going to come off the bench at the start of his Nets tenure anyway. So maybe, maybe, but until we hear that a buyout is the way to go, then we have to look at trade partners first, right? We did the same thing uh, initially when we started hearing about Andre Drummond. Um, I had a, a request to do an Andre Drummond episode now that the rumors are starting to heat up. Uh, at the time, we've talked about him a lot so far. At the time, uh, I was very insistent that this would not be a buyout situation for Drummond because there would be plenty of willing trade partners. I thought this guy's putting up some good stats. I thought that the risk would, or the reward would outweigh the risk. You know, yeah, of course, that's a big dollar amount, but, you know, and that's probably where I failed wasn't realizing the gravity of that contract and now we're in a situation where although I wouldn't have believed it a month ago it's looking like Andre Drummond is going to get bought out and could find his way to either Brooklyn or LA 
But until we get to that same point with LaMarcus, let's look instead at these potential trade partners who has what the Spurs need or who has at least the contracts to make this trade work because it's $24 million off the books, so you have to make up for about $19 million. So who are some guys that have that contract? Now, I've heard... You know, there are some, I, saw, I heard someone throw out a, a Grizzlies, uh, uh, maybe they were just running through players that had big contracts that you could dump, but I don't know that the Grizzlies, who I, I know, they're right there on the bubble, um, but are the Grizzlies going, are they buyers this year? Tell. Let me know what you think, uh, either on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, let me know. If you think that Memphis should be in here, uh, what was it? Gordon Jang was the big contract that they have that makes them a possible suitor here. Um, it's maybe it's not completely out of the question. I just think that they have a few more pieces um, that they would need before they can really contend for anything. So it would they'd be putting themselves in. No man's land in Indiana Pacer territory where it's like, oh, great, you'll be a six or a seven seed. You'll impact your draft status for next year in a negative way. And you won't be in a position where you're actually going to be able to make a run out of title. And by the way, you play in Memphis, so you're not going to sign any free agents because I get why they're on the list. Same reason why in these situations, the Pacers, uh, the Everyone they get is either through a draft or through a trade. Now, recently, with signings like Brogdon, you know, they've, of course, brought in T.J. McConnell. But these aren't LaMarcus Aldridge-type names, although uh, we can we can talk because, you know, Brogdon's been that dude. Uh, but he came from Milwaukee, so maybe he, the exception proves the rule. I don't know. So let's... Keep the Grizzlies on the back burner because I I see them as a possibility. I just think they're on the outside looking in, and probably for the uh, to their own benefit is for them to just look away, just window shop in this situation for their long term benefit. Probably best that they not make a move. We also have the Mavericks, who are very similar situation. Is is Aldridge going to be enough to push them to anywhere of relevance? They have James Johnson's contract, which I believe is $16 million about. So they can make that work. Um, and it would make them better. Absolutely, they would be a better team with Aldridge on the court. But is it really going to be enough to... Uh, make a significant change there have been I mean there the Mavericks have been part of trade rumors all season long so who knows maybe this would not be an isolated move if they make the trade but you're going to see a theme here a lot of these guys that are mentioned in the a lot of these teams that are mentioned in the uh, LaMarcus Aldridge sweepstakes we got going on I I have a hard time buying any of them because I don't see why you would want to make that trade other than I mean, when I look at the Mavericks, when I look at what's going on in the Western Conference this year, and we 
look at the Grizzlies or the Mavs, what's the point of trading for Aldridge? Because he's not going to be enough to get you to a Western Conference Finals. So why do it? Why give up assets to make a nonsensical, pointless run? Like get, Getting to the playoffs should not be an end goal for any team unless it's a young team that's on the bubble. But don't trade future assets just to get into the playoffs is the point that I'm trying to make here. So with those two, I the math is there. In theory, these trades could be made. I am not terribly confident that either one of them should make the trade. How about that? How about we put it that way? Now we'll switch gears a little bit and, and talk about a team for whom I, I don't know how the math works quite yet for this team. But when I look at who's a team that could trade for LaMarcus Aldridge, a team that he may or may not choose to sign with if given the opportunity, um, but who just X's and O's wise would, would potentially help a solid team who does have uh, a, a reason to want to add to their current roster. And that's the Phoenix Suns. Um, somewhere, there's probably some Suns fans who disagree with my take here, and and they're yelling at me to not screw up a good thing. These guys have been on fire. They're second in the West right now. But to me, they're in a position, because I doubt their ability to maintain this current streak, this current hotness, if you will, I I doubt that they have the ability to maintain that throughout the entirety of the second half of the regular season. Also, I, I have some questions about their longevity into the playoffs. At this point, I think it's safe to say that barring some sort of collapse, I think it's safe to say the Phoenix Suns will be in the playoffs, but where will they be? Because at some point, Anthony Davis will come back if there's one thing I am certainly willing to bet on, that I would bet my next paycheck on, it is that the Lakers will make a move. Whether it's a trade, whether they wait for the buyout market to close, the, the, those things happen within uh, days of each other. So by the end of this month, the Lakers will have a new player on their roster. They have not been keeping that 15th spot open to not fill it. Rob Palenka has been waiting for the right piece to come along. Um, and, and what that exactly is, I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun speculating about it with all of you. I've even heard JaVel McGee's name get brought back up if the Lakers swing and miss on Drummond. Now that would be, you talk about some jumping jacks and some, some workarounds. I don't know how easy that one is, but I've heard it. I've heard the rumor. That's the thing. You hear about the Lakers in the Nets in every rumor, as we've previously stated. But if the Suns could make a trade work, if they are able to let go of enough contracts, this could be Aldridge could be a guy that helps them out significantly in the playoffs. I think seeing that pick and roll situation with Chris Paul. Um, and, and he, he's a bit of a floor spacer, you know, he's not, um, he's, he's not a huge threat from three. I mean, he can shoot from the outside. It's more of a mid range game with Aldridge, but he's still got some gas in the tank and him and Chris Paul running a pick and roll. And then you got Devin Booker, 
out there in the mix, of course, unless he gets traded to the Knicks or some dumb shit. ESPN, thank you. Um, so the Suns are interesting to me. They're a team that, whether it's through trade or if the unlikely scenario of a buyout does happen, uh, then I think the Nets, not the Nets, <laughs> the Nets will call no matter what. I think the Suns should certainly call. At this point, uh, uh, speaking of the Nets, I'm sure Kevin Durant has already called Marcus Aldridge at least twice to try to get him to come to Brooklyn. But the Suns should be on hold. They should be on call waiting, ready to make that next pitch. And now we'll get to the scenario which I've heard the most rumors about. The one that seems most likely to happen as of now. And also the one that fits the continuity of recent episodes. Because it involves yet another person that we've talked about in the last couple of days. So the name that I keep hearing over and over again for team trade partners with the Spurs are the Miami Heat. They've got a few different players that they can package together. Maybe one Myers Leonard, <laughs> at the very least, is uh, probably getting cut to make some uh, cap space there. And uh, this is another one I don't know verbatim how the math looks, but it's the one that people keep suggesting to me will be the outcome. And although one could make the same argument that I already made for why the Grizzlies and the Mavericks shouldn't make this trade, the difference with Miami is, is that they're in the Eastern Conference. And for those of you with short memories, they were in the NBA Finals last year in the Eastern Conference. If there's one thing that's difficult to guarantee, it's going to be who wins that crappy conference each year come playoff time. You just never know, do you? You just never know. And so in addition like this to the Heat, uh, who have played admittedly better towards the end of the first half of the season, and maybe that keeps maybe it's enough to push them up into uh, a, the three seed a four seed in the east and then who knows it's anybody's game from there uh they would be a team if you pair Aldridge with Bam yeah they've they've got if some of their outside shooters can step up and and relive some of that magic from last year's playoff run they are a team who, much like I've said with Philly, which is one of the reasons I, it's hard for me to pick the Nets right now as the favorite in the East, is because they aren't going to be able to guard teams that have a front court presence. And they may, they just may prove me wrong and be able to shoot everyone out of the gym. But it, the game of basketball has changed a lot. But the playoff, seem, playoff basketball seems to be changing more slowly than... Just the average run-of-the-mill regular season game. It's because the stakes are higher. Everything becomes more difficult. The defense is better because unlike in a regular season where you might catch a team on an off week or they might be looking at someone else as far as scouting goes, you get to focus all of your efforts and attentions on the one team that you're lining up against. And so if you put Bam and Aldridge together in Miami, 
how would a team like Brooklyn guard against that if they ran into each other? And then on the other hand, you've got Jimmy Butler in Miami who is known for his defensive prowess. If he can stay healthy, he might be able to do just enough. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself here. You know, maybe it's not time to preview the playoffs quite yet, but it seems to me that the Heat are currently one of the bigger contenders, uh, maybe the front runner as far as a trade partner for LaMarcus and the Spurs. But much like we will do with Andre Drummond when he inevitably gets moved, uh, we will revisit this as more things come to light. This was just uh, just the fact that they have agreed to part ways was uh, was released uh, in my world uh, a few hours ago. It will be a good solid day by the time you hear this. But nevertheless, we will return to see how things shake out and we'll see who else uh, agrees to part ways with members of their team. This is one of the most exciting times of the NBA season for yours truly. I'd love uh, when these moves get made and, and we get prepped for the playoff run. It's very exciting. Lots of stuff to talk about. So you can be sure that more episodes of No Name Sports or whatever the hell we're going to call this thing so that we can finally advertise. You can be sure we're coming. We're coming hard and fast. Phrasing boom. We'll see you at the next one. I've been Kev. Enjoy your day.